Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here with Larry Levine on a late Friday afternoon. It is the week has imploded on us. And yet here we are <laughs> podcasting again, having a good time and, uh, and selling from the heart. Welcome back. If you're new to the Selling from the Heart podcast, we're glad you've joined us. You've joined a community of sales reps that are committed to being genuine, being authentic, doing the hard work, selling from the heart. And I know if, if Larry Levine's in the room, things are about to get real. <laughs> oh, it's, it, it's one of those Fridays, Daryl, let me tell you. So we'll, we're, we're going to see where this podcast ends up. So I know <laughs> where it's going to start, but we're going to see what the heck happens in the next 20 minutes or so. Hey, look, you know, I know you've had a busy week. And, and those of you who are uh, loyal followers of the Selling from the Art podcast know that this man, Larry Levine, puts it out there in the community and, and really uh, sometimes burns the candle at both ends, and he does it with a good heart. And I know that is, um, you know, that's a big part of all this is um, if we're going to be genuine, we're going to be authentic, um, we're going to be real, it's going to involve getting involved with people and giving back to the community and, and doing some hard work. And, um, you know, and at the end of the day, it's the type of work that you can, can lean back and go, I do a good job. This is satisfying and, and all of that. So man, thank you to you, Larry, for the, the way you're putting it out there. And, uh, I, you know, we're just squeezing this in. I just got back from a board meeting for the nonprofit, one of the one nonprofits I'm involved in. And, uh, you know, I think all of those are really good moments that are just kind of, um, of, um, checkpoints to go, why am I really alive? Why am I really working? What am I really doing? <laughs> you know, you, you bring up some, oh, wow. I, I mean, we both burn the candle at both ends and I, and I know sales is a rat race sometimes. Yeah. And you know, it, it was yesterday. I think it was, yeah, it was yesterday. I threw out a little video on LinkedIn and it was, it must've been about a minute or so. And, you know, last week we had a fantastic guest on with, you know, with Jeb Blunt and, you know, and, and we started talking about the curious sales rep and detaching from things and so forth. So it really led me to, I just threw something out there yesterday and, and we'll see where this thing goes, Daryl. But th this is, this is what it was, was, you know, I get, I do a lot of not for profit work like you do. Mm -hmm. And I had thrown out in a video that I had my Kiwanis shirt on cause I was getting ready to go to a Kiwanis meeting last night. And I threw my theme out for the year, which was, you know, if our club is to evolve, we have to engage, educate and excite uh -huh. our members. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I wonder how that plays out in the day in the life of a sales rep. So <laughs> I'm throwing it back out your way with the curious word in this. So I'm curious as to <laughs> why sales reps have such a difficult time educating, engaging, and exciting their current clients to continue to do business with them. Wow. Yeah. Think about that one, man. I think, well, yeah, I don't, I don't think you have to think about that. I mean, some of the surface level answers come pretty quickly. There's a lot of pressure in sales, right? I mean, there is a lot of pressure to perform. And so sometimes in the middle of that pressure, um, 
well, let's, let's just use an illustration. Uh, let's use an illustration about eating. Like if you've got a busy day or traveling, I was, I've been traveling the last three weeks, right? And so when I'm at home, I've got a healthy breakfast and I go for a walk with the dog in the morning. And, you know, I usually at lunch, I've got a pretty healthy routine. And, um, you know, but when you go on the road and when you're like traveling, doesn't that just go out the window? You know, you're pressured last night of eating, you know, eating in an airport between flights. I got up and meeting, you know, you go down to the hotel, you can order uh, a, uh, uh, a bowl of oatmeal or there's a whole buffet, you know, right? So you've got these, all that stuff just kind of goes out of the window because you're traveling. Well, I think, um, you know, if, if I can make the analogy back to sales, I mean, we're, there's a lot of pressure and you're busy and you go into the office and, and of course, you know, you got the, you look at the board and then you got the sales manager going, what, what are you going to close, you know, today? <laughs> what, you know, and, and what, what, how it, it, and then you got clients calling and, and schedule reschedule and, and all of that, there's pressure and, and all of that. So I think sometimes in the hot, that environment, just like it's easy for my health, healthy eating and exercise plan to go out the window when I travel, um, it's the same way. Things like educating and uh, adding value and, and the things that you're talking about, it's pretty easy for those things to go out the window in the middle of, of a pressure-filled sales day. Yeah, you know, I, I get it, and, and, and I respect what you have to say, but, you know. Hey, by the way, just for full disclosure, yesterday I did get up. I did get like, I got seven grain earthy oatmeal for breakfast instead of the buffet. And I hit the hotel gym and did the, the elliptical machine. So it can be done. And, 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 I'm, pr- and I'm proud of you for it. And I'm proud of you for it. But, you know, the, the, wow. I'm just going to throw it out there. And, and it gets back to commitment. If, yeah. you really want, if, you, if you really want something to happen, then it's going to, in my opinion, you're going to make it happen. And we all choose to do things that, that we want to do, right? We all yeah. choose things, you know, based on, I guess it's, you know, we could call it pleasant versus unpleasant. Yeah. So I, I think we choose sometimes to take the path of least resistance and, and I get it. Right. Cause I, I I've been, I've been there with managers hammering me for numbers and deals and things like that, but I stayed true to who I was as a sales rep. I stayed true to, if I, it, in order to be successful, you have to do certain things. Okay. So let's talk about that today. I mean, that's, you know, so just going with the, in order to be healthy, I've got to do some things that are inconvenient and unpleasant. I mean, let's just be honest. I've got to exercise that's inconvenient. Um, and you know, sometimes I could eat food. I mean, I'd, I'd love to eat a plate full of chicken wings. Uh, but, I'm going to choose, if I choose to be healthy, I'm not going to do that all the time, right? So the parallel is, is to, the, to us as sales professionals. You know, there are, there's, a, there's an easy path, but what are, the, what, are the, what are the hard choices that we need to be making um, to be healthy as sales professionals and to be top performers? And maybe that's the way we need to look at it. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you, wow. I mean, I mean, that's something, that's something to chew on. And I think the thing is, is we got to always be well, a couple things. We got to continually take care of our current clients. Number one, 
No, there's one. And, I, and, I mean, we, we got we talked have a to, lot about that in the last few episodes. I mean, we have, but I mean, let's just think of it as a diet, man. Part of our sales diet is we have to consume ourselves with taking care of our current clients. You like that <laughs> one, huh? Sales <laughs> diet. That, that, huh? Are you trying to tell me something, Larry? No, <laughs> dude, come on. That that, <laughs> that is a healthy. No, that's it, a healthy. This no, is like the eating plate. Uh, yeah, right. it, it's it, and I guess where I'm going with this is it was really funny. We, we had a we had a motivational speaker at our Kiwanis meeting on Wednesday, uh-huh. and he ta- and he talked about the three F's right in life, okay. and it was food, fun, and fitness. Okay, so okay, you know, and it's all good. So this is parallel that to sales, right? Okay, your sales diet's got to consist of taking care of your current clients. Okay, you got to consistently prospect. Mm. And you got to consistently educate yourself to get better at your job. Yes. And we, we can all, those are, and three those are the things. three things that go out the window so quickly. Right. And, and they are because everyone, everyone chases the buck and I get it right. Everyone chases the 30. Well, when is, you know, I'm going to challenge sales leaders out there. When are they just going to put the foot down and say, you know what? I got to bite the bullet for a while and I got to stand up for my sales to me. I got, I got to coach them in those three things. A healthy yeah. sales diet includes taking better care of your current clients. Right educating them, engaging with them, exciting with them, mm-hmm. creating that experience. And then what are you going to do to consistently prospect? And to me, that's a whole lost art is how sales reps prospect and develop business, which that'll probably be another podcast episode. And then what are we going to do to continually educate ourselves to do our job better? And it's just, you know, we choose not to do it because those are painful things sometimes. Yes. And you know, a lot of sales reps will run across, you know, they'll run from pain and then all they do is bitch and moan that they got nothing going on. Yeah, but you know, when we're talking, we're not talking about sales reps here. We're talking to an audience of sales professionals. And, well, sure, but you know, and 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 quite frankly, most you know, what's the answer to that? Most uh, most sales managers that deal with sales reps that aren't proactive, that aren't willing to do the hard work, they actually literally have to corral them and put them in a room and go today, this is prospecting time, right? Well, you know, or this is education time. Sit down, but a, a proactive um, sales professional is going to look at these, these things the way uh, a healthy person would and go, you know, I don't, yeah, granted, you know, when I was, when I was six years old, my mom made me eat my broccoli, right. And I choked it down, but now as an adult, uh, I've got a, you know, I have a choice whether or not I'm going to eat my broccoli and, and, and integrate healthy habits into my life. And those are, you know, it's never easy to schedule a time to uh, exercise. It's never easy to eat right. It requires, real legitimate choices, but those fun fitness, what, what was food, fun, and fitness. Fun? Okay. Food, we got to come up fitness, with, man. We got to come up with three things that start with the same letter for sales, but that'll be a blog post later on. But, but I mean, from that sales standpoint, let's, so let's, let's pick apart each one of those. Which one do you want to start with? Educating? Sure. Go ahead. So uh, as Larry likes to say, you got to self-educate yourself, right? You've got to <laughs> self-educate. And, and that is, uh, you know, if you want to be a sales professional, if you want to add value, and I want to confess, I struggle in this area. This is an area where, um, you know, I've got a very, very busy schedule. I'm always uh, thinking of something new and rolling something out. Uh, yeah, I have to work really hard to, to block out time to educate myself. Yeah, no, and I get it, but, you know, 
And I've written, I've written many blog posts on, you know, the sports analogies versus sales analogies. And, and yeah. I'm just going to throw, I'm going to throw this out to all the sales people, all the sales leaders, all the owners that might be listening to this podcast is sales sports professionals have to watch game film. They have to study playbooks. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they are required. That's part of their job yes. is to do that. You know, I'm just curious again, why is it so difficult? And I'm not saying it a hundred percent of it happens, but more often than not, why is it so difficult for sales reps? And all of me even throw sales professionals in that, that same loop is how can they find it so hard to spend 20 or 30 minutes or an hour in any given day to self-educate themselves. I mean, I, I, I mean, I consume, I, I just block and tackle. That's just part of what you have to do. And, and that's, that's why I have a hard, well, so it's got to be on your schedule, right? Well, you you know, not only it does, but you got to consistently do it, right? It's not just it's okay. I'm on your schedule. Say what? It's got to become a habit on your schedule. Well, oh, ab- schedule. Absolutely, you got to put it on your counter, and you got to consistently do it, right? It's like going to the gym. The first three or four days, you're going to hurt like crazy because right. your body's not used to consistently going to the gym to exercise. Well, guess what? Your brain might be spun out because <laughs> you know quite often how, how often are sales reps really spending that time on a daily, weekly basis to keep that brain moving in the right direction? Yeah, but you know the payoffs great because you know, it may take a lot of work to get yourself to the gym, but when you're done, you usually feel fantastic and you have a lot of energy. And to me, like reading, uh, and educating myself is, is that same way, you know, when I'm anticipating it, I got to sometimes force myself to do it. But usually once I pick up that book, I got to force myself to stop reading, you know, like time's up. And, and, I find that the stuff that I learned in, in, in that book or blog post, or this morning I was actually just consuming a website for a company in our space that I was curious about and wanted to learn about. Um, and, and that sparked thinking that, um, that, uh, actually it sparked some thinking that, that helped me later on, uh, in the day. And, and that's where this education thing has got to become a part of our, our weekly calendar. It's a big rock as Stephen Covey would say that we've got to put. And one thing I want to challenge sales reps with is um, we're going to talk about the other two, uh, two things here quickly today, but um, is you've got to plan your time. And, and, and especially, you know, I know for myself, Saturday mornings for me are the time where I plan my week. I look at my previous week. I think about my life goals. Um, you know, I pull out my three-year vision, I pull out my 90 day plan and I start putting those blocks in the calendar and, um, you know, and those blocks, um, you know, need to include education, um, in it. And as a sales professional, um, the other, the other thing you need to block in your calendar when you're planning your week out, not on Monday morning at nine 30, when you go, Oh crap, I have to plan my week. I'm talking about sitting down on the weekend and, and literally looking at reflecting on, on your calendar. The other blocks you have to put in place, are spending time with your current clients, oh, investing, and, investing time in your current clients. And, that, and that's near and dear to me because um, that, was, that was where I saw the most success as a sales yeah. rep yeah. was, I, I, you know, I invested, I invested time with my clients. It wasn't just the knight in shining armor because I want to sell them something and then you just slowly move away. 
It's just that I knew that I needed to invest quality time in getting to know them, Uh what makes them tick. And in turn, they're going to get to know me. So we've talked about this on previous podcasts. I, I didn't do it with every single client because, you know, it's a time thing. But what I did do is I took my top 20 to 30 clients Mm-hmm. And I made sure they were on my calendar and I made sure that I invested that time with them just to get to know who they were. And, and I think that's the engaging part of this is sales reps, in, in my opinion, if you invest the time, it comes back tenfold. Well, and it kind of bridges to the next thing. If, if you're investing the time and we've, we've, you know, if you've been listening or if you want to go back and our podcasts over the last two or three weeks, we've talked a lot about investing in your current clients, spending time with them. You know, as you're investing time in your current clients, you're already going to start bridging over into the third thing that, that needs to happen, which is prospecting, right? Because when I'm investing in my current clients, um, I'm getting referrals. If I'm giving, I, I have the basis to get referrals. Um, and to not only that, then to take that, digital and socially surround my client base and begin to use that to proactively prospect my territory. Right. Well, exactly. And, and it goes back to, you know, I'm a huge Bernadette McClellan fan and, you know, she wrote that, she wrote the book, the art of commercial conversations and oh, in that, what a great book. And in that book, she talks about looking at things through the buyer's lens, not your lens. Yes. And it, and it really resonates because to paraphrase, you know, the part of the book that she was talking about is she goes, how many sales reps have their clients tell their story? Right. Oh, and I, think, I think if you, I think if you invest the time to spend with your clients, if you spend the time to engage with your clients, if you, if you spend the time to build relationships with your clients, then in my opinion, you've earned the right. Bingo. That you're just to, to, to then ask, not only, not only ask for referrals, Daryl, but yes. then they're going to get to know you to the point where you can ask them, do you mind sharing my story with three or four other people right. as far as what I've done to help you out? And to me, that's money in the bag. Well, you're, you're definitely striking a chord um, in me and, and it's something that, that um, we need to talk about maybe on, on our next podcast. And that is, um, you know, I'll just kind of tease this a little bit. I've been building out some solution sales training for one of my clients and, and it's, it's been, um, part of that whole starting that converse that's, it's all been around starting the conversation, right? And you gotta, as I was working on this part of the training this week, I was reminded that, you know, as salespeople, we do have to, we, we've got to start the conversation and that conversation usually starts around things that are not directly related to what we're selling both on a relational level and on a business level, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and the tendency of the sales rep is to think, well, why am I, why do I need to know about, you know, Larry Levine or why do I need to know about the broad business goals of this business? I'm really just interested in selling them, you know, this X, Y, Z widget. And, and that's where, uh, you know, from the standpoint of investing the time to really get to know the people and get to know the businesses that, that, um, that you serve, um, very helpful because that's going to be the key to winning trust. It's going to be the key to closing deals because my take is if you can't hang your proposal on at least one high level business goal of that business, why are they going to say yes to you? No, it, it, and, and you're so, so, 
Yeah. That all takes time, right? And it takes education and it takes uh, it, that, that level of commitment. So this is a great conversation. This went in a totally different direction today than we were <laughs> going to. So tune in next week when we get back to curiosity as a core sales skill <laughs> and talk about all that. I and told you. I, I, hey, Daryl, I told I you. Who knows what, Larry, I knew this was going somewhere different than what I thought. Well, I, I know it's just because I, it, was, it was, you know, it's a Friday afternoon and, 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 you know, I said, who knows where this thing's going to go and look what happened. This thing got spun off in a totally different direction, Beautiful. but I'm, I want to throw one thing. I, I got to throw one, I got to throw one thing at you because it, it, it triggered something when I was listening to what you're saying about prospecting. Yeah. Is quite often, and I'm going to throw a zinger out there for everyone, but you guys cue in on this one, is so often as sales reps, we prospect for a sales opportunity, right? Yes. Why don't we start prospecting for a relationship opportunity? Because in my opinion, if you don't have a relationship, you don't have a sale. So let's start prospecting for new relationships because new relationships being formed will then turn into new sales opportunities. So that that's, that's my Friday afternoon zinger. Truth nugget right there. You heard it here folks on the selling from the heart podcast. Thanks for joining us once again. Uh, And as always, we want to encourage you to be real, be honest, be authentic, do the hard work, uh, meaning, prospect, educate yourself, get to know your clients, put in, and, and, and I'm so thankful for this audience because we hear back from you and we know that we're in a great community of like-minded people. So keep spreading the word, uh, keep it real. And most of all, sell from the heart. <laughs>